I think everybody, everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. It doesn't have to be health related. Um, you know, what if I stay single forever? What if I don't, you know, find my dream job? What if I fail? What if this happens? What if that happens? And I think that you can get so stuck in that cycle that you forget to live your life. And the what is and what is actually happening right in front of you just gets lost. Thank you for tuning in to Trevor Talks Podcast, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. Today's guest is a blogger turned New York Times bestselling author. Her words have touched millions of people across the globe with words of encouragement and heartfelt messages to meet anyone right where they are. Her new book, Turn Toward the Sun, Releasing What If and Embracing What Is, will be available everywhere in May. Please help me welcome Miss Mandy Hale. Mandy, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I was reading through the press release, like I told you, and I was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to hear this message right now. So it's just really cool to finally get to get everything moving and hopefully wow. spread the word about this amazing book. Thank you so much. And absolutely. Yeah, I agree. As we, we spoke about just a few minutes ago before we hopped on officially, um, it just kind of feels like the world has been in this very heavy, dark place for the last couple of years between the pandemic. And then I feel like people have been going through so much personally outside of the pandemic, which the pandemic is already enough. But then you add life on top of the pandemic. And it's just been a really challenging time for a lot of people. And so it felt like a really timely message. And I actually had to sort of fight for the title, um, Turn Toward the Sun. My publisher yeah. didn't necessarily think that was the best title, but I just knew inherently in my gut that people were ready for some light and yeah. um, ready to you know, let the sun shine in after a very sort of dark night of the soul that we've all been through. So couldn't be prouder of the book or, you know, even the fact that the cover is bright yellow makes me really <laughs> happy. So I really hope that it will be a light for people. Well, I definitely know that it will. And yellow is a very bright color. So whenever people see it on the bookshelves at Barnes and Noble or whether they're on Audible, whatever, they're going to see that uh, cover and it's yeah. beautiful. Um, why do you think uh, the title was a little bit more difficult to get the publisher to sign off on? Seems like a great title. <laughs> well, thank you. And I thought so too. Um, I've had to fight for a couple of my titles. It, it's, it's a really interesting process when you write books. Because in, in my mind, I know I wrote the book. This is what the title is. But then you have these marketing people come in and these designs. Sorry, I, my cat, is, he's, he's in no, welcome he's to the show, Kitty. with us. But um they have preconceived notions of what the book should be uh, before they've even read it. So it's just kind of this very interesting dynamic of, you know, me, the author who's so close to the material, sometimes too close, arguably. Um, sometimes it helps to have somebody who's a little bit removed from, from the process to determine, you know, what the best, how to best label and title the book. But in this case, it was something so near and dear to my heart and so personal and so relevant to where I just feel like our world is at. Um, I knew, I just knew in my, in my heart and my soul and my gut that this was the title that the book needed to have. And so I really went to bat for it and 
ended up winning that yeah. <laughs> that battle. And here we are. And I'm so happy because I just think that, um, you know, you can never have, have too much sunshine, especially right yeah. now. That is 100% true. As we're going into summer eventually this year, mm-hmm. um, it's such a great reminder for people to know that at the end of those tunnels, there is a light. Yeah. And one thing that I really want to touch on, Mandy, is you've seen a lot of success come from your words and from your writing. And a lot of people that listen to the show love to write. They love to blog. Yeah. They want to be authors. They want to be musicians. They're doing something creative. So yeah. I really want to dive into your story. Like I you as that. an individual, as not only the author, not only the single woman, not only the woman that we're looking at today, but what are some of the challenges and stuff that you went through to become the woman that you are today? And the whole point behind like real people, real topics and real stories mm-hmm. is where people can ho- hopefully hear a little bit of themselves and other people's stories. So would you right. mind sharing yours? Absolutely not. I'd love to. Um Yeah, I think the whole journey for me started, it's been over a decade now, and I've always loved to write, but um, I I was working in a completely different field, public relations at the time, and um, wasn't really feeling super creatively challenged by my uh, position and my career path. And so I decided to start a blog um, because especially, I mean, blogs are still a thing now, but 10 years ago, blogs were the thing, you know, I mean, it was all the rage. Um, So I started the blog and I, but, but before I started, I was like, okay, what is it going to be about? And I had just come out of a really unhealthy, even toxic relationship, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to being on the other side of getting out of an unhealthy situation. And I was feeling, you know, very strong and empowered, but at the same time, you know, a little vulnerable and okay, I'm on my own again, even though I walked away from a really unhealthy situation, here I am on my own again. And and what's that going to be like? And it's been, we were together for a couple of years and now here I am single. And so I thought, I'm going to write about that journey. I'm going to write about, you know, singleness and I'm going to do it in a way that is positive and hopeful and funny sometimes and real and authentic. And so I really just started writing about my life and about my single journey. And I honestly never thought I would still be here at age 43, still single, but here we are. Um, over 10 years later. Um, but it's been such an amazing, just an amazing journey to get to connect with other single women from honestly all over the world and to see really from day one when I started the blog and then the social media platforms to to sort of promote the blog, just to see how women from everywhere, I mean, all over the world, South Africa, Canada, London, Philippines, just everywhere, all over the, the globe, connecting with someone who was standing up and saying, Hey, it's okay to be single. And it's not just okay. It can be really awesome and really amazing and really empowering and, and a really great opportunity to find yourself and to figure out what you want to do with your life before you bring someone else into the picture with you. And yeah, I I think women felt like someone had finally given them a voice. And so for me, that was a very powerful thing. And that's not to say, you know, to kind of touch on what you mentioned the challenges along the way. I mean, certainly there've been times along, you know, within the last 10 years when I wanted to hand it all back and say, Hey, let someone else be the single woman for a while. I'm tired of leading this 
inspiration parade. I'm, I'm ready to just live, you know, just, just be a normal person who's in relationship. And I've obviously I've had relationships over the years, but it does sort of, people sort of feel like you've branded, you know, that I've branded yeah. myself, the single woman. And so the challenge of that is, okay, how can I continue to, you know, speak about singleness in a positive way and encourage single women and also balance my own desire with wanting to eventually at some point, um, you know, hopefully be married and have a family of my own. So it's been a very interesting sort of, uh, I don't know, back and forth over the years of loving what I do and embracing it and then wanting to hand it off to someone else and say, okay, yeah. someone else take a turn and I'm just going to go get married and be boring and <laughs> have 2.5 kids. Not to say married people are boring. I don't mean that. But um, for me, it's just kind of been this um, this very interesting tension of absolutely loving to empower and encourage and motivate and entertain single women and also wanting to not necessarily be single for the rest of my life. Well, and the fact that you're being vulnerable about it speaks for itself. Like, yeah, it's branded the single woman, but I, I find it interesting that like I'm a single guy, right? Yeah. And I've had... We had Kate Warman on to talk about, thank you for rejecting me. We had Cat yeah. um, Harris come on and talk about sexless in the city. And it's like, we have all these single women coming on the show to talk about their single journeys, but yes. I don't think I've yet to have a guy straight up yeah. say, Yo, I'm single. Here's how I'm navigating. It's like, that's, that's very interesting. It's almost like the women are more vulnerable about the relationship things because it brings healing in a sort, certain kind of way to empower women in that way. But I've yet, I there might be a guy out doing it. I haven't well, seen it yet. Have maybe you? Maybe you have found your, you know, your mantle in life. Maybe. Maybe, you. maybe you are the single man. But it's the single man. It's interesting that you say that because um, I've noticed, and you might have noticed this um, mm-hmm. as a man. I uh, I'm a big reader. Obviously, if I'm a writer, and <laughs> you're gonna, your chances are you're gonna be a big bookworm if you write books. So. Oh yeah. Anytime I'm in the bookstore and I'm perusing, you know, the dating and relationship aisle or the self-help aisle or, or what, what have you, it's always women. It's always women reading the books. It's always women consuming the materials. And I find that so interesting. It's like, are the why are the men? But then the other interesting side of that is that a lot of the dating books are actually written by men. You have Steve Harvey, you have... Greg Barrett, you have, I'm not going to say it right, Aziz Ansari, who wrote the book. Aziz Ansari. Am I saying it right? I love him. Tom from Parks and Rec. Obviously, I'm a huge fan, but I I knew I was going to butcher his name. But you have the men writing the books about dating and relationships and singleness and blah, blah, blah. But you have the women reading them. And so I just think that's that's fascinating. And it's something that I don't really quite get, but it's just to touch on what you said, it's absolutely accurate. Yeah. And it's funny to think about like, okay, somebody out there is single and they need to hear your story. They need to hear Mm -hmm. my story. They need to hear somebody to relate with yet. It, there is, there does seem to be a gap between the masculine man talking about being single. It's almost as if, there's a bridge that needs to be created there. So that's quite interesting. And mm-hmm. I know that's a rabbit trail thing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'll see like nine rabbits in this episode, uh, oh, basically. Same. But it's it's fascinating to think about you coming 
like not coming out of the journey of being the single woman, that's still your brand. But for Mm -hmm. this new chapter, for this new Mm -hmm. book, people are being encouraged to simply live in the right now. Yes, absolutely. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. Let's appreciate where we are right now. And that is a statement all on its own. I'm curious to hear what are some of the stories and times that you went through that led up? Do you feel like, okay, I really have to write about this. People need to be reminded to jump out of the rat race, to quit striving, to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Let's worry about right now. Well, it's actually an interesting story because the book was supposed to be about something else entirely. It well not not completely different. It was supposed to be more centered in letting go and moving on, which are both huge, you know, topics that need to be discussed and analyzed and written about. But as life happened and as the pandemic happened and then um a few months into the pandemic in the horrible year of 2020 that we should probably just refer to as the year that shall not be named. Um <laughs> It, uh, but within a, within a month, um, both of my parents were diagnosed with cancer and that just sent my world into, um, just a complete and total tailspin because I'm very close with my family, especially when you're still single and, you know, I'm the baby of the family and, you know, throughout the pandemic in particular, I was, as a lot of us were, I was looking out for my parents, making sure because they're older and more high risk. And so I was making sure that they had, you know, Lysol wipes and masks and all the things that they needed to protect themselves. And so they became, you know, a really big part of my, my social circle during that very isolated time. And so I've always been really close to them, but I was even more close to them when that diagnosis came about. And I was just devastated. My entire, my family, our entire lives were just flipped upside down. And it was during a really awful time. You know, the pandemic was raging. So I couldn't go out and forget my troubles with a girl's night out because nobody was having girls nights out and places were closed and you couldn't just go out and do normal things to, to, to take care of yourself and to forget about your problems for a little while and to, um, you know, to just sort of get away from, from the sadness and, and the stress. And so it sort of became a mantra with my family because I, I'm someone who's always sort of been trended toward an, being an anxious person anyway. Mm. And especially global pandemic, everyone, you know, you could get this horrible disease that could kill you. So it was already on high alert. But then when this happened with my parents, it was like, okay, I was just trapped in this cycle of the what ifs, the what if my parents die? What if I'm left alone? What if, you know, I get sick and I can't help take care of them? What if, what if, what if I was just, the what ifs were, I was paralyzed. I was Mm -hmm. not able to move forward in my life and even be of benefit to my parents who needed me because I was so like a deer in headlights, just terrorized by the what if. And so my dad, both my dad and my therapist sort of had the same mantra. Um, you can't live in the what if you have to live in the what is. And so that for me became a mantra and it became, you know, very centering. And I was able to say, okay, even though these big scary things have happened, even though worst case scenario has happened, 99% of the what ifs that most of us worry about and get stuck in our heads about and get paralyzed by never end up happening. And even if they do happen, 
you're, you're forcing yourself to live through them twice by torturing yourself with the what ifs and then it happens and then you have to actually live through it. So I realized that is no way to, to fully live, not for yourself and not for the people who love you and need you. And so I knew in that moment that because I think everybody, everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if it doesn't have to be health related. Um, you know, what if I stay single forever? What if I don't, you know, find my dream job? What if I fail? What if this happens? What if that happens? And I think that you can get so stuck in that cycle that you forget to live your life and the what is and what is actually happening right in front of you just gets lost. And I'm very happy to report that, um, you know, almost two years later, both of my parents are still here and we're still fighting every single day. And I'm so much more present in my life than I was before. And that's not to say that I'm grateful for all the things that have happened. I would hand every single thing of it back if I could. Um, but here's where we're at now. And this is, this is what I'm dealing with today in this moment. And this moment is all I have to deal with. Yesterday is over. Tomorrow hasn't happened. This moment is where my power is and it's where your power is. So, yeah. And it's so encouraging to hear you talk about this because what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, yeah. Actually, what if, yeah. okay, I have gone through a ton of therapy in my life. Yeah. Um, I've combated anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. all of the things. And more recently, like after the pandemic had stopped, I'm one of those people, if I don't go to the airport or fly for a while, I get a sort of anxiousness oh. about the about getting to the airport, like um, not even the airport. <laughs> I'm with you on all of the above. <laughs> Yeah. It's like you get that, especially if you're going to speak, like it's not the event when you get to the event, you're fine. But on the way there, it's just like, I'm dying. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to puke. Like all of these things are rushing through your head and it's like, God, why can't this stop? But the one thing that I've had to remind myself is like, yeah, what if like, okay, what if I did this? What if I were to go and get on the airplane and have to use a barf bag, which I haven't had to do. Happy to report that. Praise God. (laughs) But what if like, okay, life goes on, you know, things are going to happen in life and we're just going to have to do what we always do. Just keep rising above the scenario. And it's so empowering to hear it, especially coming from another person and being able to have dialogue on it because Yeah. yeah, we all have these what ifs. And I love that you're saying, what is because it brings it to a present tense. Okay. What is happening right now? I'm having a beautiful discussion with my new friend, Mandy. Mm -hmm. I'm able to record something that people are going to listen to and that I believe God's given us a divine appointment to have this conversation. That is what's happening right now. And I couldn't be any more grateful to just be here talking to you and all of our listeners that are listening across the globe. Like, God's got a plan for each and every single one of us. We can't let that anxiety, that depression, that what if drag us down. Let's focus on what we're going through right now. And that's exactly what you're capturing in this book. And I wanted to bring this conversation up in an angle that isn't going to turn guys off. Like, I don't want to hear from the single woman or whatever. That's (laughs) just dude's mentality is fun, right? So for you, from a personal brand perspective, the single woman what were some of those what if moments that you had to get over to become in the moment who you are today in the what is scenario? 
Oh gosh, anything you could possibly think of, honestly. I and one fun thing that my it's I say fun because it's actually funny when you play it out. One thing that my therapist, one of the tools that and if I believe every human being on earth should be in therapy, I think yes. we would have such a happier, healthier, more peaceful world if everyone was in therapy. It should be just mandatory. Um yeah. but she said when you're going through those what if like when you're on your way to the airport and you're worried about the barf bag, like speak it out loud. Like what are your biggest, craziest, what ifs? Well, what if the plane crashes? What if I barf all over the person that's seat next to me? What if this, and when you start speaking it out loud, I've done this, I've walked through this exercise with my mom. And when she started speaking her, what ifs out loud, she actually started cracking up because it was so just out there and off the wall. And there's probably no way in the world that it would ever happen. I mean, not to say you won't ever need a barf bag, but yeah, um, it's almost funny when you start speaking out your your craziest what ifs and and you start to really kind of come back to center and realize, okay, my I'm letting my thoughts run all over me. I'm absolutely letting my thoughts just keep me in a tailspin. And so I think I think for me, probably the biggest what if at this point in my life, just Seeing my parents walk through cancer together and seeing how beautiful they are together and how they take care of each other and realizing, okay, that's what love is. Like not all these other things that I thought it was all these years, like the, like the lightning bolts and the crashing rainbows and the sparkles that, that, you know, come out of the person's mouth as they speak, which all of those things are wonderful, but the unconditional love, the, willingness to show up for each other in, you know, sickness and in health till death do us part. Like that's what love is. That's what I want. And I think the biggest what if for me has been, what if I don't ever find that? What if my story is that I'm going to be alone for my entire life? And I talk about this in the book and I've had to really come to, to a place of peace with that and realize you know what? Because one of the things, keep going back to my therapist, but again, it's so important. My therapist said, you've survived a pandemic alone. There is nothing you cannot do. And I want you to remember that. And so it's like, I've survived everything I've been through up to this point, this moment, this day in my life alone so far. So if I'm alone for the rest of my life, alone, meaning I don't have a romantic partner or a significant other, um, I'll be okay. And I'm still going to live the biggest, fullest, most joyful, bravest life I can possibly live with or without someone. Well, just on a positive note, you're a catch. I don't know what's up with these dudes in Nashville. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) Don't worry about it. I, I find it super inspiring to hear the words that are coming out of your mouth, like I'm 24 and I think of like, I have those moments of like, Oh, what if, what if, you know, what if I never get married, whatever. And I've walked through those scenarios of like, okay, well, I mean, I'm doing the Trevor talks thing. We've got the agency. We've got these things that are going, you've got your family, you've got your friends. I've got my dog Frito, which I love with my whole heart. That's my son. Anybody touches them. I'll, mm -mm. but, 
<laughs> I'm glad we got to meet the cat on the show too. Well, you, What's the you cat's got name? To see his fluffy tail anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like there's so many more things in life than getting married and getting married, yeah, that's a milestone for a lot of people. It's a goal mm-hmm. for most. But that's only one of the positive things in life out of right. all of the millions. Like, yeah, it alters your life and it changes your life. It can bring some very happy things, but it's not a one all, one all end all, whatever they call it back yes. in the old days. I'm, I, I wasn't around. Be for all that. end all. Be all end all. Be there all we go. Older, so and- I, can- <laughs> <laughs> I remember that phrase. <laughs> She's like, I can recall this one. No, you're not even. Don't even. I was but- probably there at that phrase's inception. So you yeah. are no. <laughs> and it's funny. You said your social circle earlier. I live in a town called Social Circle here in Georgia. Shut up. I literally, <laughs> that's my town's name. I'm that in it right really, now. That is a really cool name. It's interesting. Uh, and this is a complete rabbit little runoff thing. I don't even know how I think they got the name for the town back in like the early 1900s because it was like a social circle for like people yeah. would meet. I don't know, but it's beautiful. I love it. Um, and I don't even know where we were at, but praise God for that. And there's yeah, so a many really things. Cool yeah. mountain name. Like really, it is. Is. is it near Atlanta? Yeah. An hour east of Atlanta. Okay. So now let me ask you this, and this is another rabbit trail. Is it any, and I don't, I'm not going to say the town, right? Is it anywhere near Sonoya? Sonoya? Sonoya. No. Um, I I think Sonoya is south of us. Like it's in South Georgia. Walking Dead. And so I visited Sonoya and just thought it was the cutest little town. It was like, I want to move here immediately. Um, So I just wondered (laughs) if it was anywhere near there. No, like uh, they filmed some of it here, though, and they film yeah. like, uh, you know, the Vampire Diaries, yeah. the originals, all that stuff they film around here. So That's like really cool. um, as of recently, what's that one show on Netflix? Uh, Sweet Magnolias. Yeah, they filmed that in Covington, which is the same place they filmed like uh, Mystic Grill from the Vampire Diaries oh, is the same wow. place they use for that, which is yeah. very interesting. But I do remember what we were talking about. And I'm so glad that everyone gets to go along this journey with us that you know what we, I have rabbit trails and so do you. And I love it. This is exactly how it's supposed to be. If they want scripted and perfect, then go watch Kelly Clarkson. That's all I got to say. Nothing against Kelly Clarkson though. Yeah. But if you are like envisioning yourself being married, like that's an amazing goal to have, but it is not going to fix every issue in your life. And maybe God did call you to be single for your whole life. That shouldn't be a negative thing. So many people put, I need to get married. I need to have a career at this day and age. I need to do this. I need to do that or I'm not going to be successful. But that's all stereotypical. Yeah. There is no blueprint to success. I say that all the time because it's so freaking true. Like, well, okay. Yeah. Like you don't get married. And that's the thing that, that I think so many people, that's the mistake that so many people make is waiting on marriage to fix their lives or to make their lives this wonderful, blissful. And the thing is marriage isn't going to, it's, it's, it's not going to do anything but add to what your life already is. It's not going to complete you. It's not going to, you know, make you this bliss. If you're not already a happy person, if you haven't found that within you, you're not going to magically find it within marriage. So I think a lot of people sort of slap marriage on as a band-aid for mm-hmm. instead of going to therapy, instead of doing the hard work and doing the healing work. And that's one of the reasons I'm actually really grateful that I've, that I've come to this age and I'm still single because I've been through a lot and I did it, did the hard work. And I know now like what I'm looking for, what I won't settle for, 
what I'll walk away from, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that the mistake that a lot of people made, and, and you absolutely hit the nail on the head, is marriage is not going to make your life anything more than it already is. It might enhance your life, but it's not going to all of a sudden make it perfect. It's not going to solve all your problems. It's not going to create world peace. It's not going to make you this whole happy, fulfilled, confident, validated person. You've got to find those things within you and then invite someone into that picture to enhance all of the stuff you've already got going on for yourself. Yeah. All of it. Yes. So you've been featured in Glamour. Mm -hmm. You've been featured in the Huffington Post. You've been featured on Good Morning America, USA Today, or USA Today, Forbes, all of these amazingly gigantic outlets. And I bring this up for one particular question that I think I'm pretty positive your answer is going to be super inspiring. I'm going to cry and all of it. (laughs) Oh, that's not setting me up to fail at all. (laughs) Boom. You also here first. Okay. With all of these accolades and all of these like milestones under your belt, what's next for Mandy Hale? Oh gosh. Um, that's a really great question. I am in the early stages of starting a podcast. Um, so maybe I'll give you a run for your money. Um, so I definitely, that's something I definitely want to do. And it's actually, I love that you have the, you know, this whole um, tagline of real people, real conversations. Cause that's exactly yeah. When I started developing the idea for a podcast, it was like, I don't want to just have a bunch of random Mm -mm. celebrity influencer types to talk about fit tea. You know, I want want to, I want to, or sugar bear hair vitamins or whatever. Like I want to talk to my readers. I want to talk to women and even men who are, you know, out here experiencing real life and real single life and maybe not just single people, maybe talk to married people and engaged people and divorced people and widowed people and just real people and have real conversations. Um, because I think that real life is a million times more fascinating than anything you could ever script. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely think there's more books on, on, in my future. I have about four different ideas that I'm sort of playing around with right now. And I don't know, I guess we'll see maybe at some point, maybe if I, if I ever actually venture back onto the dating apps, which I've been really trying to work up the motivation for, um, maybe I'll, maybe I won't be the single woman forever. We'll just have to wait and see. Well, the tagline, the single woman, when I saw, like, I looked up your Instagram page and I was like, she actually has that tag on Instagram. That's very, that should be a gold stamp of approval right there. You got it down. (laughs) Like God's given you such a platform and such a voice. And I've personally just been so encouraged. And I'm not just saying that I genuinely found a lot of encouragement in reading um, from the press release. And they sent me the sample of the book. Like I have greatly, greatly been impacted just by being reminded like, okay, it's okay not to know what you're doing tomorrow. It's okay to not know what's going to happen in 10 years from now we can live in this moment right now together. God's got you. Yeah. That's if I could just such, encourage yeah. you at age 24, I was, what was I doing? I was working in television at age 24. Actually my wow. first job out of college was working at an apartment complex as a leasing consultant. And one of the marketing 
strategies that they deployed was dressing me up in a wizard costume. And I had to stand on the side of the road holding a sign that said magical move-in specials. So that was early twenties for me. And then I transitioned into television and I've had like three or four different career paths since then. And so I just want to encourage you that you don't have to have it all figured out at age 24. And the fact that you're already doing like all these cool things is, you know, that speaks pretty highly of where you're headed with your future. So, um, well, you thank plenty you. of time. I know it's probably really annoying when people say, Oh, you're still just a baby. You no, you no, like me. You have plenty yeah. of time. No, and it's encouraging to hear that, but even for you, like you're crushing it. Thanks. And I'm not saying that to butter you up or anything. Like <laughs> from the outside looking in, I see a woman of valor, bravery, and just grabbing the bull by the horns and shaking it up a little bit. Like you're doing it. So keep doing what you're doing. I am so thrilled to have been able to share this conversation with you. And I do want to encourage everyone that's listening to this right now, go pre-order turn toward the sun, releasing what if and embracing what is and support Mandy and what she's doing. And not even just to support Mandy, actually read the book. This, yes, I know please. I'm personally going to go through, I'll probably listen to an audible because yeah. you know, rabbit trails and stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't sit down for that long. So I have to be doing something, I but I, this is a message everyone needs. And I've said it multiple times on this and I'll say it multiple times more. Just keep crushing it. I'm encouraged. I know everyone else is going to be encouraged, but I want to close with one more question. Sure. If someone is listening right now, and they're struggling with their mental health mm-hmm. with, or maybe it's as a result of being single at a later age in life. Mm-hmm. What's the encouragement from Mandy Hill? No matter how, how, how dark it feels in this moment. And believe me when I tell you that I have been really to the darkest possible places you can imagine. Everything you mentioned I've struggled with. And I, I talk, I go into depth in the book about my, having to go through intensive therapy for a third time um, after everything that happened with my parents. And I was very discouraged and feeling really down on myself. And gosh, am I, am I ever going to be able to just thrive without having to go back to, you know, intensive therapy? Is there, is this going to be a cycle for my entire life? And the thing that I realized is the thing that makes me sometimes anxious, sometimes depressed, all of those things that that lend itself to whatever mental health struggle you may have, it also means that you are a very passionate person. You're someone who feels, you're someone who's not afraid to to go to the very depths of your soul, to go to the very high, the highs, the lows, you feel it all. You're passionate, you're creative. There's so many, you're brave. There's so many wonderful qualities that people who struggle with mental health um, issues possess. And I think that they are some of the bravest people on the planet because they go through life with all of its challenges every single day, sometimes scared to death, sometimes not wanting to get out of bed, sometimes struggling just to hold on for one more minute. And yet they still are showing up to their lives every single day. So I just want to tell anyone, no matter how dark this moment may feel, If you can just hang on for a little bit longer, I promise you the light is coming. The light is absolutely coming because it, it sounds cliche. It's a hashtag. It gets better, but it really genuinely does get better. You just have to realize that 
every single day that you show up to your life and that you don't give in and that you keep fighting and you keep surviving. That's another day closer to stepping into the sun. Man, this episode with Mandy Hale was, as you heard me say, like probably close to a dozen times in this interview, it was so refreshing for me personally to just hear her base that connotation on the difference between what if and what is like what is going on right now if you're having a panic attack or if you're anxious depressed remember like just take a deep breath remember exactly who you are right now in this current moment the person that god's created you to be and don't forget that your life matters as I always preach, get help if you need help. Our friends at Death to Life, Heart Support, Beneath the Skin, the Teen Hope Line. There's so many people out there that want to speak with you, want to see you live another day, want to see you thrive and become the person that God's created you to be. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Special thank you to Mandy for taking time out of her super busy schedule to come on and speak with us. I love you guys so much. I say it all the time. Um, Never forget, your life matters. You are so loved, and I say it a lot because it's true. God has such a unique and amazing plan for your life. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review. All of those things literally help more than you'll ever know. And just remember, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. This this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.